0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network.
2: Today is June 7th, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. It's all about customer care and saving you money on your monthly transaction fees. Joining me today as co-host, as always, is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir.
3: Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's great to be with you.
2: Well, thank you. Just a quick review of last week's show. We had Buck Kern, executive director for Snowball Express. They are one hell of an organization for kids of our fallen heroes. You'll never know just how traumatic it is to lose a mom and dad or mom or dad, in combat, unless you're a child that it happened to. We must not forget to vow to never forget these military heroes who have made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. But we must never forget the children of our fallen heroes. These children and their surviving parent have paid a very high price for our freedom, and they continue to sacrifice as they live each day without their hero. If you missed the live show, this is one show you don't want to miss. Be sure to listen to the archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, Bill, if you remember on May 17th that we did air a very important cause that would change the way veterans and military families receive their health care. And it's called the proposed straw man document. And we need everyone's support. This document proposes to privatize veterans' health care and completely eliminate all VA health care treatment facilities within the next 20 years. Now, Bill, do you have any information on the dates and locations uh, those meetings are going to be going on
3: today, yeah, as a matter of fact? Carry. The Commission on Care has announced that it will be meeting today, Tuesday, June 7, 2016, and tomorrow, Wednesday, June 8, 2016, at the J.W. Marriott, Jr. ASAE Conference Center. This is located at 1575 I Street Northwest in Washington, D.C., the meeting will convene today at nine o 'clock it 's already in uh, in progress and will end at six o 'clock and On tomorrow, the meeting will convene at eight thirty and end no later than four p m eastern daylight time uh, tomorrow and uh, Most importantly, the meetings are open to the public
2: now we just had an update on that uh, i guess uh, um our our representative there, Charlene. Uh, said they only have a small back room for about a dozen people see how they're doing things behind our back we, we need to we need to find out about this what's going on and what can happen uh, that's something that we really need to get involved in and you can read everything you need to about it on our partner site which is the veterans suicide prevention channel or our site so just be sure to ch- check it out now if you missed the live show be sure to listen to it on May 17th, again, the, it was on May 17th. You can go to the archives and go right to the May 17th archive show. And, again, uh, say no to the straw man document. You need to go there. There's a petition there. You can sign, sign and, and take care of it and uh, put your – we need your support. Okay? Now, Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest. I like, you know this is going to be – this should be a three-hour program, but uh, we just don't have three hours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, we Gary, we are so fortunate to have with us this morning Margaret B. Davis, who is the Chief Executive Officer for the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. Now, Margaret has a 30-year professional career in nonprofit management, communications, and resource development, as well as 20 years of volunteer leadership with the Marine Corps Family Readiness Programs. Margaret's work at the civic and national levels include associate dean at the Washington National Cathedral and of council or on staff with the National Children's Museum, the Center for the Public Leadership at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government, Ravinia Festival, and Northwestern University. In addition, Margaret's years of volunteer family support work with major marine commands, she was awarded the Department of the Navy's Superior Public Service Medal in 2008. Margaret is a granddaughter of a World War I Marine Corporal. She and her husband retired. Marine Corps Major General Andrew Drew Davis, Executive Director of the Reserve Office Association, lives in the state's capital, of Annapolis, Maryland. And Margaret and her husband have two daughters, Caroline and Second Lieutenant Catherine Davis, United States Marine Corps. Margaret, welcome to the American Heroes Network.
4: Welcome, Mark Good morning, good morning. It's wonderful to be with uh, both of you gentlemen, Gary and Bill. Thanks so much for that nice introduction. Uh, it's way too long. <laughs> the real point is we all care about uh, we all care about our troops, we all care about their families, and in uh, this all volunteer force, uh, we've all got to get together and do all we can. All right.
2: Now again, uh, Margaret, uh, tell us about how all of this began. How did it come up, and who ha- who had that idea about providing scholarships for military uh, children?
4: You know, it's a a really good question. We're one of the we are the oldest and largest need based scholarship provider for any military children. We were actually founded fifty four years ago. We are not one of the uh, new organizations that popped up. You know, and these are there's some great organizations out there. Let me tell you, it's important that the the reason our um, age is actually important. This is a good thing to be that middle aged going into senior citizenship. We know how to do this job. We've stayed laser-focused on providing need-based scholarships for children of Marines and Navy corpsmen and religious program specialists who serve with them. And unlike a couple other organizations uh, people might be familiar with, we fund everyone who qualifies, and that can be a child of an active-duty a service member, a veteran service member, retired, and, of course, we've got special consideration for children of our wounded and fallen, but we don't just fund them. There are so many others who have given a lot of their lives to this country and have endured a lot of sacrifice just by serving our country, and we're, we're there for all of them. If there's a financial need, we're there. All
2: right. Now, what are the other qualifications?
4: Sure. Financial need, of course, is most important. And Uh then we look at that overlap of the parent's honorable service with the child's life. And uh, we're going to, I think, uh, have an opportunity to talk with uh, one of our students who's Father has served, I think, over 26 years. Well, Chancey Schaff, as a senior, a rising senior in college, has experienced almost all of that active duty time. That in this all-volunteer force, we all know. You've read about it. You featured it on this show. Uh, we call this uh, positive resilience there's For the family and for those children there 's no question that uh, they 've had to endure a lot of separation, a lot of moves, a lot of financial challenges uh, some a lot of stress and we feel that that's worth paying attention to and awarding our scholarship a little differently for those who've had such a long career and experience with active duty service. So the second most important criteria is that overlap of the, of the service with the child's life. And if there's no overlap, we're still going to fund them if there's a financial need. It just, we have special consideration for that big overlap. And then the last criteria, and people might wonder, why is it last? is that grade point average and we ask for nothing less than a 2.0 but you know Bill and Gary I don't know many many children who could come home to a a military household with anything less than that anyway and 80% of our students are actually at 3.0 or better so we but we understand that uh perhaps in high school in particular, that separation, some of those challenges, being the first in their family to ever get this far in their education, they might not be walking into college with anything but a 2.0, and then they're going to find their legs and start, start to run faster. Wow. Now, Bill?
3: Well, Margaret, uh, as many of us recognize, education being the uh, gateway to success And I'm sure you are uh, uh, aware of the escalating course. I I just think about when I uh, started college uh, back in the days of the dinosaur and what it cost (laughs) then versus what it costs today. I mean, it's astronomical. I sometimes wonder whether or not I would be able to attend in today's uh, course. So what are the future plans for continuing? This great program on for uh, uh, the uh, children of the uh, who've served in the marine Corps
4: Well, you're absolutely right, and we we all are um, cognizant of these escalate rapidly escalating costs. I'm right there with you. I can't imagine I could have afforded it either and uh, we we have to do all we can, given as we say the sacrifices that marines make for the rest of us are legendary, you know, historic and legendary and ongoing. We can't ask them to also sacrifice their children's educations. So what we're doing is not only with that big uh, that big uh vision and commitment to leave no marine or or service member who serves with Marines behind, uh we fund all who are eligible. As I said, that's an enormous financial commitment. Just this year, finishing up this academic year, we awarded $7 million of scholarships. That's wow. gone up significantly. Uh, that's gone up way over 100% in just 10 years in terms of what we're awarding. Well, we're looking at that growth rate, that potential growth rate going forward. We're aware that we've got about 100,000 children of Marines today, that will be aging up and coming down the pike, potentially in need of these scholarships. So we're actively working all over the country. We've got about 800 volunteers. We have events and uh, generous people who support us at all levels, uh, from $5 to $15 yeah, $15 million. We are very fortunate that people understand this is essential for the future of this country, and they're investing in honor, courage, and commitment when they help fund scholarships here. And they're doing so today, as well as helping us put the money away for the future. I mean, it's just, if we're out there making promises, we've got to be able to back them up. And we're, we're, we're fortunate that we've worked hard to make sure we've got four stars in financial accountability and transparency. We call this, Bill and Gary, an investment program. This is not a charity. There are a lot of charities. They do good work. We look at this as an investment program because, as you said, we're, in, we're all investing in the future of this country and education is key and we you know as long as it's a accredited education we recognize the value of that career technical education training you know what some people would call votec a lot of our community colleges are offering these certificate programs so whether the the student wants and needs to be a truck driver or a carpenter which is so essential in our country right now all the way up to attaining a phd at some level potentially in the future we're going to be there for that undergraduate education that certificate that degree whether it's uh, less than a year, two years, or four years, we're, we're going to be there for them.
2: All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back.
0: By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten today's military are our sons and daughters listen live to the american heroes network the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans every tuesday at 11 a.m eastern time 8 a.m pacific time all shows are archived on americanheroesnetwork.com and syndicated on itunes
1: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspiring really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts Voiceamerica.com. you are tuned in to american heroes network if you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com.
2: Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with Margaret Davis, President and CEO for the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. And Bill, uh, during break, you had a question. Go ahead and.
3: Well, it, it, it's a comment, uh, I guess, Gary. It leads into uh, into a question, and and uh, and uh, I think Margaret touched on this very well in terms of the uh, public's trust in receiving contributions to do the great work that's being done uh, uh, in this organization. And Margaret, I, you know, I think for the most part, uh, uh, individuals, uh, groups are most inclined to make contributions uh, to uh, efforts in the uh, uh, veterans community, the military community, to help wherever it's needed. But I think the dragging point here in is a lot of times that monies that are received are not uh, being used for the purpose that they're intended to be purpose, uh for, and the transparency is so important. And uh, you know, I personally am very thankful that we have some organizations, charity watch in particular that 's out there watching, making sure that these nonprofits are using those funds the way that they should be using to help uh, those in need as opposed to helping themselves right
4: that 's so true uh, we We have to. Uh, we garner the public trust, and we have to live up to it every day. You know, we, uh, Bill, we have a phrase around our organization, and it's a mantra. This is not our money. This is your money. And that guides us. Every every $2,500 decision we make here, we say to ourselves, that's a scholarship. Is that the best use of that, those funds? Uh, will that help us? uh be able to award more scholarships in the future and how are we going to make sure that's the case. Right. We work very hard. We are an outcome-driven organization and I would encourage your listeners because anyone listening to this program as I have, we all know you, you cover important topics and we all care about the troops. We all care about uh, paying back and supporting them and the impact on our country of our uh, all-volunteer force. Well, that, that's a smart, dedicated group of people who also needs to be sure that their investments, their contributions to organizations, are spent wisely. And you're right; the charity watchdog organizations help a lot. There are a couple different ones. They measure things differently, so be aware of that. And and I, you know, it's that old adage: follow the money. You, know, you want to know where it's going. We do all that we do with our students. Twenty fifteen, we had. Spent five percent of the revenue on general and administrative expenses uh, it's not to say that it's possible to do all we do every year on only that because actually there's the Ford Foundation great found nonprofit foundation. Uh, decades, uh, hundreds of years of experience. They're now saying that tw- up to 20% is okay, in terms of G&A. No one really knows. I mean, what's what's the best? What's the right number? It's a personal choice. So I encourage your listeners to be aware of what those financial models are. And I think we're all familiar with some of the really bad news that has come out since January on yes. on those choices on that use of that money. Uh, we're we're pleased. Better Business Bureau has a great program as well, and we receive an A-plus rating from them, 20 different points that they're evaluating a nonprofit organization on, and they're very clear and they're right about what matters. So I would also encourage your listeners to take a look at that uh, Better Business Bureau rating.
2: Oh, yes. And we have to commend you on the 95 cents out of every dollar going back to the families, which is it's just totally phenomenal.
4: Well, it's not easy to do, and we're really fortunate to have some very, very generous people that help us do that. Um, You want to run an organization that's going to be sustainable for the long term. Uh, where you usually, we rarely run into trouble if we'll start hearing organizations quote a 1% or 2% G&A spend. Those organizations can be, I'm not saying they all are, but can be just hand to mouth. You know, your your contribution is going to maybe get into the right place this year, but what's going to happen to that organization in the next year? We're making promises to families. We're investing. We're getting to know the children sometimes. I'll tell you, You know, we all are aware of that Blue Angel crash. And that was, uh, that's Captain Jeff Koos, who's going to be buried this week, later this week in Durango, Colorado, has left two young children. Well, we are right there with that widow and those two young children right now, making sure that they know we have got their post-high school educations. They're not going to have to worry about that with the help of, you know, people around this country who believe in it. Well, you want an organization, you've got to have an organization that's going to be around that long. That's another eighteen, twenty, twenty-five years. Uh, so back to you know, your question: How do we make sure we run this organization in a way that it'll be sustainable? And you know, we're we're going to have another fifty-four years of impact. That's we've got to look at what our troops are doing for us right now. Interestingly, this will be a surprise, I bet, to you and your listeners. It floored me a couple years ago, just two years ago, I learned that we were funding children. And of course, they're adults now of Navajo code talkers from World War II. We never turn our backs on our troops. We're still funding a couple children whose parents served in the Korea conflict, many from Vietnam, as well as, as we'll learn you know, with Chauncey, those who are serving today. We are there.
2: Wow. And Margaret, is, is this a national program or if you have a milit- uh, uh, Marine Corps family outside of the United States, does that cover that also?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. We are national and, and, of course, international just as long as there has been honorable service or current active service and that financial need requirement is met. Our 2,300 students come from all the states and territories as well as overseas.
3: Well, that's just great, Margaret, because today you uh, have access to the airwaves today, and, and Gary can back this up. We're in uh, every state in the country, and because of our affiliation with Voice America, we're in 98 mm-hmm. countries around the world. And uh, uh, this is certainly an opportunity for you to get the word out and, uh, and uh, make it loud and strong so uh, uh, more uh, potential uh, uh, requesters will know about you.
4: You're right, because the biggest thing we hear is we didn't know about you, and, you know, that's a tough call for us. We, we count on partners like you all to help get the word out, because we're not spending, uh, investor money donations on a lot of advertising. We just can't afford to do that, and, uh, we've got to have the partnerships to help get the word out, because the need is there. Uh, and it's, it's, a, you know, after all of our troops, you think about these 18-year-olds who are, uh, coming out of high school right now uh, all they have known in their childhoods it really is a nation at war and uh, and, and we've got particularly those with the parents who are serving um, that we've got to pay them back and this is the opportunity it, it, we are the only organization that has this kind of intersection point between honoring the troops and then also supporting this country through education. Because we fund more than uh, just the students and the children of the wounded and fallen, we're really supporting those active veteran retired uh, troops children as well. Uh, our, we, we award scholarships once a year, and we'll be announcing the 2016-17 uh, college and, uh, university scholarships just next month, but those com- career technical education, uh, funds, those are year round. So let's make sure your listeners know if anybody's out there who has a child who's interested in maybe brushing up on some skills and would like to apply for some funding to, for a certificate, health, health tech, computer tech, Plumber, truck driver. As I said, that's a year-round application process for us. So please hit the hit our website at mcsf.org and uh, and get on there, and we'll be right there for you if you qualify.
3: Well, Margaret, you know th- th- this is so important. Very quickly, I want to get get this in uh, for you. You know, uh, you. The-, the service rate today of our men and women in, in this country is is, is-, is a-, a tremendous difference than it was say back. During the World War II years, less than one half of 1% of our population of 300 plus uh, 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 citizens in the country uh, uh, are serving. I mean, that's... That's uh, That that Mm -hmm. is so small compared to what it was in World War II when we had about 130 Mm -hmm. million people in the country, 11.4% that were serving. And especially the great majority of our serving men and women now are coming from the rural and remote areas who, uh, you know, but for all of these uh, uh, back-to-back deployments, uh, they were living productive lives, uh, you know, maintaining a home, sending their kids to school. And when the the, the terrible thing, that death, and it and it and it and it creates a fracture in terms of that family uh, uh, living within its means, the service that's provided by this organization, it becomes so vital to uh, 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 helping them out when these uh, bad things happen.
4: Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, it, it's you think about it. You flip it around. What you're saying, Bill, is 99.5 percent of our society does not serve and does not know what it feels like to serve, and that's okay. That is not a criticism. I'm sure, we'd we'd love to have more, but it. Thank goodness, right? For our who's willing to raise their right hand and get on with it and do the nation's bidding. Uh, These are courageous people who, as you say, come from all walks, all areas. And, And General Paxton, who is the assistant commandant of the Marine Corps, was with us on Saturday at a major event we had here in D.C., and I heard him say, uh, something that I've, I've heard many of our leaders say that the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation and other organizations, but particularly one like us, that you can truly count on how it's run and what its outcomes are. We're the fifth man on that fire team that those that less than 1% can serve with comfort knowing that our organization has their backs that if something happens to them we're going to be there and even if they come out with totally whole with a great 30-year career or even if they just do one tour, if there's a financial need because of their willingness to raise their right hand, and if they've got if they've got the the uh, qualifications, uh, we will be we will be loyal to them, and and that's part of the payback. Is something else that was kind of interesting. I just like to share this with you because again, it doesn't sure. come from me. It's an observation from a really smart person who's so well aware of the landscape for all these uh, different veteran service organizations. You know, there are about 40,000 of them now that support our troops. And how in the world is anybody supposed to figure out where the good ones are or what what they even do from the local YMCA in the community, which is great, who cares about our troops, all the way up to you know the big dogs, uh, VFWs and USOs, and 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 there's some great organizations out there. This this uh, retired uh, general officer came up to me and said, you know Margaret, this organization is not duplicating taxpayer resources, and I thought that was a really intelligent point. That this is, you know, we're value added, and I'm a big believer in the partner, the public-private partnership, so that our taxpayer dollars can go to support the troops in certain ways. We may want those administered better, right? I heard you mention the the commission on care and some of the VA benefits. You know, we all we all want those administered well, right? Uh, But but there is no one who is paying taxes right now to support the children's education of those who serve our country so valiantly and that's you know that's good to know it's a little value add that we can all step forward and help do that
2: and that's what we're doing uh, again we try bringing out the the transparency in organizations have the best ones that are out there uh you know be affiliated and uh, it helps everybody now we're going to go ahead and take a sh- yes. We're going to go ahead and take a, a a break. When we come back, we're going to hear actually from one of the students who's presently using the Marine Corps scholarship. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
0: For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com.
1: If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at
2: gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with Margaret Davis, President and CEO for the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. And we also have a young lady calling in. Uh, Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our call in
3: guest. We are most honored to have with us uh, in this segment of the show, Chansey Schorff, who's from Quantico, Virginia. Chansey is a student at the uh, George Mason University in Virginia also, Northern Virginia, and uh, she's majoring in global affairs with a concentration on the environment. Now, Chansey is the daughter of Master Gunnery Sergeant Heath Schaff. United States Marine Corps, and has been quoted sharing, uh, it is an honor to be the recipient of this scholarship, and it relieves so much stress in the already stressful world of college. I can attest to that. Chansey, (laughs) welcome to the show. Welcome,
5: Hi, thank you.
3: (laughs) Well,
2: Chancy, how did you actually hear about the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation?
5: Um, I actually, my mom found it for me. Uh, I was having a hard time finding any scholarships um, through my school and all of that. So she was like, well, I'm just going to look online. And she looked online for military scholarships. And she's a really good researcher and can always find the things that I can't. And uh, she came across um, the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. And that's basically where it all started. And I applied and here I am now.
4: (laughs) All right. That mom did a good job. She found a scholarship that's uh, awarded 20000 dollars to Chansey <laughs> because wow. she deserves it
5: yeah, and needed it. <laughs> she found a great one. <laughs> she huh. Did. Um, so yeah. now you? Go ahead. Uh, no, I was good. <laughs> Sorry. Okay.
2: Yes. Uh, what What did you What are you taking now in school?
5: Um classes. Um. I'm taking, well, right now I'm actually in summer classes. Um, I'm taking a course on HIV. It's one of my required courses. Uh, I'm taking a few other ones, uh, and I'm studying, you know, global affairs and all of that. So um, a lot of my coursework is centered around, like, global um, politics and um, and international events and the environment, of course, and... uh, human relations and things like that. So I've been taking a lot of courses like that, taking more later on like that this summer. Um, And that's pretty much what I've been taking lately.
2: (laughs) Wow. How has your upbringing influenced the outlook on your life?
5: Which is a big question. Um, Actually, it's played a huge role um, in my life, I think. Uh, It's showed me really the importance of family, family, and, like, how fleeting life can be as well. Um, It's also showed me, you know, how interconnected everybody is Uh and life, like, just being in the military as a military child, you know, um, how you can meet one person at a base and then years later you can meet them and reunite, share your experiences that you've had in between. Uh, It showed me how, you know, one person's actions overseas can affect thousands on the other side of the world and, um, that's really kind of opened my eyes just to seeing how, um, there's more to life than just kind of what's going on in my life personally and that there's way more out there and it um, keeps me humble a lot and it keeps me, um, from being selfish at times. I just have to, you know, think about things like that and, uh, it's really helped me, I think, to keep my life on track and to make sure that I, do what I can to influence other people's lives in the the best way that I can.
2: It, you grow, uh, it actually helps you grow personally, correct? I mean, this kind of scholarship, for sure. It sounds to me like you're going to be the next uh, valedictorian.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I wish, but um, no, it, it really has helped me grow. This scholarship has a lot. Um, it's provided me a lot of great opportunities. Um, It's provided me actually the opportunity to just go to school in general. Uh, I graduated at 16, so my parents were really wary of letting me go to college so young, and um, the scholarship provided me the opportunity to be able to go to school, and that's allowed me to grow as a person so much because I've learned, you know, that there's more to other people's lives. Like, my family, like, no one's life is perfect. There's no perfect, two parents, two and a half kids, and a dog, Um, and it's allowed me opportunities to meet people um, in my field and in other fields and to network, and it's given me um, great tools just to succeed, um, opportunities to just explore um, other people's lives and interests and be able to gain knowledge and experience that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to have, and that's... um, Really been able to help me just grow as a person and, and really instilled my values even more.
0: I
4: have to tell a quick quick story about Chancy. She's such a standout, as you can tell. She's so typical of our 2,300 students. And Chancy had an opportunity to actually meet the folks that are making her scholarship f- possible, and wow. I, that was a happy day for us. We often will try to, we always try to connect our students with their uh, their donors. And Chancy had the opportunity to meet a number of members of the family. It's uh, helping to provide her scholarship. And I was just with um, Mrs. Hanley, Chancy, out in Phoenix recently, and she asked to be remembered to you. And she's so proud of you, and so honored to uh, help being and help her help you with your future.
5: Oh wow! I, yeah, she's a, she was amazing. I was very um, very happy to have been able to meet her. I think that's a big um, part of the scholarship foundation is being able to actually meet, you know, the people who sponsor you, who actually provided the money for the scholarship that you receive and that I receive. And I cannot um, be any more happy to be able to meet her and be able to speak with a person who's making a big difference in my life.
2: Wow. Marga, you mean that uh, actually the people that are donating for that scholarship, the, the students get to actually meet them? That's, well,
4: we, yes. we try to do that wherever we can all over the country. That's exactly right. And I think Chancey wow. and uh, Mrs. Hanley met in California. I remember that that moment when uh, you were hugging. Mm -hmm. And we always put together, um, uh, we always send the uh, letter of appreciation from the student, uh, a photo of the student, a little background on the student wherever we can, what they're studying, because that's part of our accountability, uh, Bill and Gary, of how we're spending the money. We want to be sure that those donors that are providing those specific name scholarships are able to to have that kind of connection and that kind of outcome proof.
2: All right, all right. This is this is just phenomenal. You have a really dynamite organization, and uh, we will help spread the word about it.
4: Oh, well, now, you're marvelous. I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I was I was just going to mention, and, and I know you probably want to go on something that Chansey's about to do. And I think of it at this time of the year is sure. graduate. 500 of our students, you know, about a quarter of the ones we fund, uh, graduated this time of the year. And our graduation rate is almost twice the nation's average. About 90% of our students are graduating or are still on track to do so. And that's what we need in this country.
2: Yes.
0: Well,
3: Bill? M- M- Margaret, very quickly, if I can just get this in. That number of graduates, 500-plus You know, I'd like to think that we could think of them as our new ambassadors in the world. I think these individuals that that, that, uh, have been able to take uh, advantage of the scholarship to get an education, they're the new thinkers. Uh, You know, they can make this world or at least try to make this world a lot better than it has been what we've gone through, and hopefully uh, with being an ambassador across the globe, we can see less conflicts and more compromises so we get along in the world community.
4: You are so right. And look at what Chansey's studying. A lot of our military children. Absolutely. That's right. They have lived all over the world as a result of their active duty parent service and they want to be part of the future and part of the solution. You know, they're change agents as well as diplomats. You are so right. And it takes that education and that heart. It's a combination of Chansey's heart and head and again, those values of honor, courage, and commitment. These kids have tremendous character and that's also what we need in our country.
2: Right, right. Well, Chancy, you know, it was really great having you on the show. Do you have any comments you'd like to uh, mention before uh, we go to break?
5: Um, I guess just how much like the scholarship means, and I think that, you know, it's a great organization, and just getting the word out I think is so important um, because there's so many, you know, kids these days who have, problems and struggling to find scholarships and military kids alone you know Mm -hmm. it's hard to find a school to apply for because you might not be in state might be out of state you might you know scholarships are just hard to find so um, I just think like what the foundation's doing and what the people there do as well like um, Margaret and everyone else that works there I mean they're great people and it's it's a great organization to be a part of and I couldn't imagine not being part of it—it's been such a huge part of my life. All right, well, we're proud I of
4: you, Chancy. And Chancy, thank your dad's you. retiring soon. Did I hear that right?
5: Yes, yes, he's actually um, retiring later this month. He's very. excited well, tell, him. tell him? congratulations.
4: Well, tell him congratulations. Guys, we're we're proud of the whole family. It's, it's a wonderful partnership.
5: Thank Great you. Great career, I will, for sure. Yeah.
4: Well, thanks
2: again, Shansi. Uh, Thank gonna go you ahead and so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Uh, today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. They are a merchant service company. If you want to save money on your merchant account, you need to check them out. Josh Cole is the owner. Give him a call right now. They are national. Call Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services at 407-401-0772, 407 401 And remember, with First Class Merchant Services, it's all about customer care and saving you money on your monthly transaction fees. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back.
1: stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time, the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. Now, back to our program.
2: Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Margaret Davis, president and CEO for Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation and also Chancey Shaw, a recipient of one of those scholarships. Now, I, um, Margaret, I just need to ask you this. As far as events, do you have an upcoming event? This, this last segment is kind of short, so uh, if we want to get on that end of it, what's your next event coming up for you know, so people can get involved with it?
4: Absolutely. We have events all over the country. Uh, we just had a, one in D.C. on uh, Saturday. We've got a number of golf tournaments this uh, this summer, one in Boston at the end of June, Connecticut in July, Colorado and Dallas uh, uh, for a, a clay shoot in Dallas in August, Colorado, great golf event there, and then we move right into the fall event season. Uh, An event is not required to support the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. People can just uh, jump on our website and participate in the community electronically, and we'll put them right in touch with some of the great uh, students that they're helping to support. But uh, events are fun, no question about it. Thank you for that. They're all on our website again.
2: All right, great. Now, Bill? Bill?
3: Well, Margaret, it, it was certainly a pres- pleasure to have you with us here today. I mean, this is tremendous information. Uh, thank you for your service and your continued service. Uh, this is just priceless. What the uh, Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation is doing, and you know, I'm I'm going to become one of your ambassadors because I do a lot of work with folks in the local area with the Marine Corps League, and mm-hmm. specifically the Montfort Point Marines, and that's a group that probably deserves uh, uh, some discussion sometime in the future. Absolutely. These gentlemen uh, from World War II. Most of them now are in the twilight of their lives, mm-hmm. 90 years of age and, uh, and, uh, and beyond. And I, I do as much as I can each year to recognize those individuals mm-hmm. and bring them to our attention. And, Thank you, Bill. Uh, I'm Thank you. also we have involved to. with mm-hmm. the uh, Toys for Tots uh,
0: mm-hmm. uh, campaign.
3: You. So, uh, you know, uh, we, we'll, we'll do some more.
4: Well, that's wonderful, and we have a Montfort Point Marine uh, Scholarship named in honor of the Montfort Point Marines. I mean, again, oh, this is just my an gosh. honor to do. So one of our students every year will receive the Montfort Point Marine Scholarship, and I was just with one of your, you know, our wonderful Montfort Point Marines down in Atlanta recently, Ambassador Britton. I mean, just an incredible man. We have a really close tie with that organization, of course, and need to, but I've got to thank you all, you know, Bill, Gary, your service to this country it's because of, of you and people who served I think in the Vietnam era and Desert Storm that our troops are being as well cared for as they are and we I just want to thank you for that and your fidelity you help us honor Marines and those who serve with them by educating their children and that's good for our country thank right. you thank you
2: now Chancy, what would you like to uh, say uh, in closing for this we'll, we'll get to Margaret right after you I know this is important. Do uh, and uh, you know we need to let you let other other uh, families know about your scholarship where it came from. Correct?
5: Yes, yes, I do. Um, I mean, anyone that I meet younger my age older um, who's going to college or is in college I, I try and let them know about the scholarship foundation I mean it's been such a great experience to be a part of it I mean I feel kind of like it's one big family really I mean a, um, a lot of the staff I know them by first name they know who I am I get calls from them sometimes you know will you do this event for us if you want to come and um, I mean it's just such a great, great thing to be a part of I get to see old friends every year and and I think that a lot of students need something like the Marine Corps Scholarship Foundation. I mean, it helps keep you in line too. Um, I mean, you know, our the graduation rate is so high with the scholarship recipients, and it helps keep you on track. And because you want to make the foundation <laughs> proud, you want to make the people who support you there and your family even more proud than you might have before. And I think that's a big, um, a really big deal because it's hard sometimes, you know, to stay on track make sure your grades stay good make sure that you stick with the right crowd and and it's just like a really good support system and um, backbone for anyone who's a part of it all
2: right you know that's that's important now margaret as far as how can people um, go to your site what's your url
4: Sure, absolutely, and and it really is a partnership. We can't do it without uh, thousands of people helping us each year. Our site is www and that would be Mike Charlie Sierra Foxtrot mcsf.org. Uh, we're uh, honored to work with and partner with so many people. Again, we're outcome-driven. Uh, we want, it's not our money. It's your money, and we're going to put it right to work and invest in 2,300 students just like Chansey all over this country a year. Uh, to this date, we have supported over 35,000 scholarships worth 100 million dollars. And there is so much more we need to be able to do. And let's, 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 this is the way we all can thank those who do so much for the rest of us. Some paying even the ultimate sacrifice. So, and this, uh, you know, it's interesting. 72 years ago, D-Day landing yesterday, 98 years ago this week, the Battle of Belleau Wood, also in France. It's, it rolls forward. Uh, This is not just about ancient history. This is about supporting our troops right now. It's a very appropriate time to think what can we do, uh, for others that will also be for the good of This country, and as you said, Bill, you know the future of our global understanding, so that we can all have less conflict. Absolutely.
2: Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, thank thank you. you, Thank you, Chancy, and also Margaret. um, It was a pleasure having you on the show this morning. What would you like to share in closing with our listeners?
4: Well, just an honor to do this work. We're we're grateful that so many will help us do it it is a partnership and i invite each of your listeners to join with us no matter their service uh we have uh, we welcome them at all levels of support and chancy we're so proud of you and your yes. peers you do a great job, and uh, we know you're going to go forward and do great things for our world. So really my final comment is I think what all your listeners want to say to Chansey is congratulations, young lady. Keep doing it and pay it forward, and we're right here cheering you on. All right. Oh,
5: well, thank right. you so much. I, I really appreciate it. I couldn't have done it without, without you guys and all of your help, and
4: everyone as the foundation. It's an honor to invest in you. <laughs> all
2: right, thank you. Great, thank you, Great. If you thank, you. You, thank you, you, gentlemen. If you thank missed you. any thank of our live, all right. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand, twenty four seven, on our website, and you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families, anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Rand. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week.